0: Today we're going to talk about how to support a loved one who may have disordered eating. This can be really tricky to navigate, especially when we love those in our life so very much, but we are just unsure of how to tackle this topic. So how do you support a loved one who may deal with an eating disorder? How do you know the right things to say? What could you do to help The dynamic of them getting the support that they need today we're talking about five ways that you can support a loved one here we go hey girl welcome to the her best self podcast i'm lindsay nickel former competitive figure skater and perfectionist turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. The truth is so many people deal with disordered eating. Roughly 30 million Americans suffer. But what a lot of folks don't talk about is how to support a loved one with an eating disorder or to support a loved one that you feel may be experiencing disordered eating, and you don't really know what to do. You don't know how to approach them. You see they're struggling, but it's such a sticky and just something that is not easy to face. So it's such a sticky challenge to really confront. And I remember so many things about my history that people said so many things that people tried to reach out when I was experiencing all of the behaviors. And clearly with anorexia, you could, you could see it, right? Because I dropped weight drastically. But the scary thing is, is that not everyone shows the physical symptoms of disordered eating. And so maybe you're not really sure If one of your relatives or somebody that you love that's close to you is experiencing disordered eating behaviors but you truly feel in your heart that something's not right and you want to get them help and support this is very tricky and it's something that is extremely on my heart because i have had so many people reach out to me and say lindsay i know you're you're tackling the subject of eating disorders and My girlfriend has this, or my sister or my daughter has this, and it's so hard to watch them suffer with this. I feel like I'm just sitting here allowing it and enabling it, and I just want this person to be happy, and I want to literally shake her, but I don't know what to do. I feel like every single time I'm talking to her, I'm pushing her further away. I don't struggle with this myself, so how can I be supportive and love her at the same time, how can I help? I'm at a loss of how to help. So today I'm gonna talk to you about five different ways that you can do just that. Five ways that you can support and help your loved one with this incredibly tricky disorder. So number one, be knowledgeable. Friends, the truth is we have to face the facts head on. We have to educate ourselves and we have to be knowledgeable because when it comes to mental illnesses, especially those of eating disorders, we can do what we feel in our heart is the absolute best thing and we can approach someone the absolute best way, but we could actually be causing them more harm than we realize just because we're not super knowledgeable about what we're discussing. So get in the facts. There are so many different resources out there to help with that. The National Eating Disorder Association is one of them. The Eating Disorder Center is another one. Um, And of course, I'll link to my website here where I also have some resources for you guys to help navigate this because it is so imperative that we really just dive into the truth and be knowledgeable and look into the facts of disordered eating and look into what your friend, your daughter may be experiencing, because maybe it's something that you feel is an issue, but maybe, just maybe, there's a way to navigate and understand what it is that they're going through without approaching it first. We never want to be accusatory. We never want to come off as they have a problem. So it's so important to understand the ins and the outs of disordered behaviors and an eating disorder. And you can go back to second episode, I believe, that I did after the welcome, where I talk about the difference between eating disorders and disordered eating behaviors. There's a list that I run down with you guys on some of the symptoms around eating disordered behaviors. And those are some things to look out for when you are concerned about your loved one. So number one is to be knowledgeable and really just dive into the facts straight on. Number two, be aware of your needs. This is not something that you caused, okay? That is the first thing that I tell anyone that reaches out to me about how can I help my friend. This is not something that you caused, nor is this something that you can cure. This is not something in your control. You do not have the power to change it. And ultimately, just facing that truth and realizing that the more that you try to cure or to fix someone that you love, the harder it's going to be for you. I have seen so many people try to help their loved one, and they end up the one that's struggling and depressed and having other health-related issues because they're not aware of their own self-care. So sit with yourself and go, okay. I need to be aware of my needs. And when you're really, really struggling and you're at wit's end and you wanna help your daughter that's going through an eating disorder, it can be extremely impossible to think about yourself first. But sweet friend, if you do not put yourself and your needs first, how are you gonna help truly support the needs of another person that aren't for yours to control? So the sooner that you realize that you can be there for this person and you can get them help ultimately, but that your needs are also important to getting to that place, I believe that it's a win-win for both, okay? So just facing the facts, become educated and knowledgeable, be aware of your needs because isolation is a form of self-protection, okay? This is what an eating disorder will do. It will isolate the person away from you because they're trying to protect themselves. They feel unsafe because what their disorder has caused them. They know something isn't right. They know that this isn't what they want to be doing. But, but it happens anyway. Okay, And that's that psychological component. Isolation is a form of self-protection. And that also includes what you might be experiencing, because you're in the weeds of trying to help someone that's struggling. And so you're finding yourself isolating as well. So take care of you spend some time with you. What is it that you can control in your own life that you can create a future that's going to help support this other person? As long as you're strong, you can help propel them forward, but you don't have the power to change this disorder, okay? So that's something that is extremely important because the more that you try, the more you're actually gonna push the person in your life away. Number three, be mindful of your words and your actions. I cannot say this enough. You need to really, 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 really refrain from judgmental words or judgmental statements that may feel helpful to you at the time. Okay, let me give you some examples. You just need to go eat a cheeseburger. I cannot tell you how many times my boyfriend said that to me when I was in my eating disorder. That did nothing good for me. In fact, if you guys want to know the ultimate truth, it caused me to restrict more. So when you're actually saying this to your loved one, because you feel like just getting them to eat is going to help cure them or help fix them because you're frustrated with them you're actually causing them to do the opposite, to feel more in control of their life. Like I mentioned, I mean, we we already know that something's not right. We already know that these behaviors are killing us, right? But when somebody points something out that's extremely triggering, we tend to do the opposite because we're trying to control ourselves so hard that that will becomes even stronger. So even if it's from a place of positive intent, just please try to refrain from those judgmental words or statements. Another thing that I see with this a lot is when someone is going through recovery or really trying to get better from their disordered behaviors and their habits, and they're really on a, in a good or in a better place than being right in the nitty gritty of the eating disorder controlling their life. I will see friends and family members around them think that they are being helpful by things that they're saying, like, I see you're eating more today. You look great. Have you gained weight? And I know that all of this comes from a place of really trying to be supportive and encouraging. But what it does is it triggers the eating disorder voice inside of this person's mind. And it makes them go right back to those controlling behaviors because they, all of a sudden, feel like somebody else is noticing something different. And that is not a good thing in the mind of those that struggle. So just be extremely careful. I think a lot of this can be very helpful when you go back to number one, which is to just really be knowledgeable about what it is you're discussing with this person and approaching with this person when you talk to them about food-related behaviors. Okay. This can also have the opposite end of the spectrum, and we're not just talking about restricting here, like anorexia, but also with binging or purging. I noticed that you haven't thrown up lately if you're very close to that person and you realize that these habits have not been occurring, but that could cause someone to do that exact thing. It can actually trigger them so much that you put them in a full-blown relapse that's even harder to get out of, okay? Because... Those types of comments, again, while you may feel they're helpful, they send that person's mind in a spiral. I will say number four is to be kind and be compassionate. How can you listen? How can you be patient? How can you have that conversation that we just talked about and refrain from those judgmental words and flip that with kindness and compassion? I'll tell you, as soon as I started to feel seen by others, as soon as I started to feel as though somebody had kindness towards me and sincerely was hurting because I was hurting myself, is when I started caring and waking up from the naive state of mind that I was in to change my life. When my parents came to me and said, Lindsay, we're really worried about you. When you say to that person, I'm extremely concerned about you. I love you. I'm worried about you. And I just want you to know I'm here for you. And if there's anything I can do to get some support for you, I want that. Can we talk about this? How are you feeling? Is something going on that I can help with? I want to listen. I want to hear your story and your pain. When you come from a place of true concern and heartfelt desire, and when you're kind and compassionate, that's when that person will want to open up because they feel seen, they feel the kindness and they feel the compassion. And that's exactly what happened for me. Now, listening to them, continuing to show that you care and interacting outside of food-related activities. When a person is truly struggling with disordered eating, all they think about is food, when they're gonna eat next, what they're gonna eat, what they're not going to eat, what they're going to try not to eat, what they're going to eat, and then purge out later. All of these different thoughts are overbearing. And if you struggle with an eating disorder or some of these habits and behaviors, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is all-consuming. And to sit there in front of food and have some of these serious conversations with somebody, it makes you not eat even if you were planning on eating in the first place, right? Or It makes you choose the wrong food in terms of getting better for your life and your health and your future. And so I just want to tell you, friend, that if you are trying to have these compassionate and kind conversations with your loved one, and it's in a food-like setting, like out to lunch or out to dinner or at brunch, or you invite them over and you're trying to have a nice dinner planned, this is the beginning very flawed. So try to have that conversation from a neutral place and be open, be kind, be compassionate, listen, and if they push back and say they're not ready to talk about it or nothing's wrong, be kind and approach it at a different time. I won't stress this enough. I I can tell you that it probably took a good three to six months window before I realized what I was doing to myself. I mean, in my mind, I knew the patterns that were leading me down this very dark path. But I didn't know I was ultimately killing myself. I didn't want to hear anyone come to me with their thoughts around what I was doing or their judgmental tones around what I was doing. And throughout that time, I just had this very stronghold over my life where it was like anytime time somebody said, Lindsay, you just look so small. That was such a compliment for me. I mean, that pushed me even deeper into my denial. I remember the first conversation that my roommate at the time was trying to have with me about, Lindsay, can I cook you some dinner? Can we chat about this? And I don't remember all the details because it was a long time ago. But it pushed me down deeper, and I became more isolated. Because I have mentioned, right, isolation is a form of that self-protection. And so don't be surprised if the first conversation that you try to have to support and show kindness for this person is not a good one. Just be kind, be compassionate, and just know in your heart that when this person is ready, you've planted the seed and they know they can come to you. Guys, I knew when my mom and my dad, who were the closest people in my life, especially during that time, came to me and said, we're highly concerned about you. We love you not only do we notice what's going on, for me, it was more of, you're not the same person anymore. You're withdrawn. You don't want to do anything. And we're just concerned. And we're here for you. And we're your parents. And we will do anything to help support you. It took quite a few of those conversations for it to stick in my mind that there was even an issue that they needed to be concerned about. Okay, so I just want to say, don't, don't, think that this is going to get solved overnight. Again, this goes back to number one, which is why I listed it as number one. Be knowledgeable and realize that this is not something that you nor anyone else have the power to change except the person who went down this path in the first place, right? So just be kind and compassionate. And lastly, but surely not the least, is be supportive and be realistic. And this kind of ties into the last bucket but model the support that this person may need while creating that encouragement and encouraging them to continue to seek help and support and knowing that you have that compassionate and kind spirit. But participate with these behaviors with them that are healthy. Okay, so think in healthy exercise. Can we go for a walk? You wanna go grab a walk, like together, and pop around the neighborhood and. Maybe if you are going to lunch with this person because you're going out shopping or you're doing something for the day, practice nutrition habits that are those intuitive habits that can show them what it's like, right, to have that normal relationship with food. Watch the way that you say things about your physical body, okay? If you're trying to be there and you're trying to be the solid foundation of truth in this person's life, be the light for them. Model that behavior. If you go out to eat with this person and you know that they are experiencing these disordered habits and you yourself tell the waitress that you don't have carbs, so please don't put your sandwich on a bun. How is that being the reflection to this person who needs your help and support, right? You're only modeling what they are trying to control themselves. So just make sure to take the plank out of your own eye and really look into your own life and say, are there things that I'm doing right that are not helpful that I can be more realistic and more supportive about in helping this person push forward in their life and in their journey of getting better for themselves? The truth is so many people deal with disordered eating and so many women don't want to face it. And so many of us are stuck in denial for a very, very long time. And the way to, instead of enable behaviors, you can help behaviors, is by practicing positive behaviors every single time that you're around and never giving up. I literally could cry as I'm having this conversation with you all, but don't ever give up hope on someone's recovery from an eating disorder. Just be realistic that this stuff takes time but you can be that light. You can be that anchor. You can truly help them. I'm not gonna go into too much detail about my journey and my ultimate brokenness, but I'll just say that if my mom had given up on me, I probably wouldn't be here. I was so entangled in my false identity and so entangled in controlling every single thing that went into my body it was a math equation. It was a bargaining. It was anything that I could do to prevent myself from losing that control that I had invested in believing that smaller was better and that food was bad and that I wasn't worthy. Friend, if this is you and you're the one struggling and you're looking for support, send me an email at info at I would love to to get to know you, to have a coffee chat, to support you, friend. And if you are trying to help support your loved one, I just want to encourage you today, never give up on them. These behaviors are very entangled. They are mental disorders, okay? Eating disorders are extremely, extremely difficult. But I just want you to know that recovery is possible. Living life free, From thinking about food every second of your life is possible and how do I know that because everything I'm sharing with you guys I have done myself and when I'm being completely authentic with you it is the fact that I would not be here standing if it were not for my mother who was the supportive rock that never let go of me I had some really close friends in my life that I lost during my battle because they just could not get through to me and they got tired of trying I had a boyfriend at the time who I extremely adored and loved and still to this day is a really great guy. But I didn't even know how to have a relationship with him because I was so twisted in my thinking that I broke his heart. So the only person that was there for me was my mom and, of course, my dad. But my mom and I were were best friends. And so my mom, I was so blessed to have her there and to navigate this whole thing. and. She was gracious and she was kind and she pressed and she was firm at times. I was above the age of 18 so she couldn't go in and talk really to, to my medical professionals but she actually reached out to my doctor and told my doctor like Lindsay is this, like this is wrong and I don't know what else to do. And so the next time I went in for my, my physical exam was when I was diagnosed and I knew none of that. But I just want to tell you guys that you can never, ever, ever give up hope for somebody that's struggling. Because when my rose-colored glasses were lifted and I saw all of the medical tests that were done, I was so thankful that my mom saved me. And I say that because I know that she didn't have the power to change me. And she didn't cause this. But she never lost hope that I could change. And so that's what I think is the biggest takeaway from today is you truly can support your loved one by never giving up on them. The mind is a battlefield. The heart and the love from others is so special. And I wouldn't be here right now if my mom's love for me didn't conquer my own mind. Summary of today. Number one, be knowledgeable. Number two, Be aware of your needs. Number three, be mindful of your own words and actions. Number four, be kind and compassionate. And number five, be supportive and realistic. My mom saved my life. And I just encourage you today, if you have a loved one that is dealing with disordered eating, continue to be kind, generous, loving, supportive. Interact with them model the behaviors that you would like to see from them and pray. I hope today has blessed you, friend. And if you need anything at all, including my free resources, go out to lindsaynickel.com and they'll be right there for you. Don't forget to subscribe and feel free to email the team at info at Have a great day, friend. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show. And I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time. Bye for now, girl.